Hi, I'm Jeff Hendrickson, and welcome to the Sage Warrior Gentleman Podcast, where we explore the three facets of the modern mature man and discuss leadership, chivalry, and style so that you can continue to bring your best to the world. Through interviews with men from all walks of life, some I've known and worked with in various industries over the years, you'll learn some valuable lessons about modern men and their struggles and triumphs. All right, hey, this is Jeff, and welcome to another episode of 5-Minute Philosophy. Uh, If you listened to yesterday's, we closed out with reliabilism and infallibilism. We are in epistemology and... um, in case you're new here, we I'm essentially just getting these from philosophybasics.com and just reading these off, getting into this a little bit, giving you something to think about, giving myself something to think about for certain. And uh, so let's let's get into it. Let's not dawdle. Let's get into the rest of it here. And so here we go. Another debate focuses on whether justification is external or internal. Externalism holds that factors deemed external, meaning outside of the psychological states of those who are gaining the knowledge, can be conditions of knowledge so that if the relevant facts justify a proposition are external, then they are acceptable. Internalism, on the other hand, claims that all knowledge-yielding conditions are within the psychological states of those who gain knowledge. As recently as 1963, the American philosopher Edmund Gettier called this traditional theory of knowledge into question by claiming that there are certain circumstances in which one does not have knowledge, even when all of the above conditions are met. His Gettier cases, it says. For example, suppose that the clock on campus, which keeps accurate time and is well-maintained, stopped working at 11.56 p.m. last night and has yet to be repaired. On my way to my noon class, exactly 12 hours later, I glance at the clock and form the belief that the time is 11.56. My belief is true, of course, since the time is indeed 11.56, and my belief is justified as I have no reason to doubt that the clock is working, and I cannot be blamed for basing beliefs about the time on what the clock says. Nonetheless, it seems evident that I do not know that the time is 11.56. After all, if I'd walked past the clock a bit earlier or a bit later, I would have ended up with a false belief rather than a true one. Hmm. I'm not too sure about that. I'm going to go back on that for just a second because this seems odd. Suppose that the clock on campus, which keeps accurate time and is well-maintained, stopped working at 11.56 p.m. last night and is yet to be repaired. To me, that means that the clock stopped. The clock is no longer moving, right? On my way to my noon class, exactly 12 hours later, I glance at the clock and form the belief that the time is 11.56. Okay, so there's the supposition there, that it is exactly to the minute 12 hours later. Okay, Belief that the time is 11.56. My belief is true, of course, since the time is indeed 11.56. All right. Now I got it. Uh, Sorry for that segue, but yeah, that needed to to make a little bit more sense. So how is knowledge acquired? Propositional knowledge can be of two types depending on its source. 
a priori or non-empirical where knowledge is possible independently of or prior to any experience and requires only the use of reason, for example, knowledge of logical truths and of abstract claims, or a posteriori or empirical, where knowledge is possibly only subsequent or posterior to certain sensory experiences, in addition to the use of reason, example, knowledge of the color or shape of a physical object or knowledge of geographical locations. Knowledge of imperial facts about the physical world will necessarily involve perception, in other words, the use of the senses. But all knowledge requires some amount of reasoning, the analysis of data and the drawing of inferences. Intuition is often believed to be a sort of direct access to knowledge of the a priori. Memory allows us to know something that we knew in the past, even perhaps if we no longer remember the original justification. Knowledge can also be transmitted from one individual to another via testimony. That is, my justification for a particular belief could amount to the fact that some trusted source has told me that it is true. All right, we're almost at five minutes here. Um, I'll just run down what we're going to go into in part three tomorrow. Um, there are a few main theories of knowledge acquisition, and those are empiricism, some other isms in there, rationalism, representationalism, and constructivism. So we'll get into those tomorrow in part three. I really hope you're enjoying these. Um, I know that I am. I'm enjoying doing them. And uh, it was just, it, it was, um, quite honestly, it was, it was a challenge of mine to see if I could produce something like this every single day to kind of, to kind of get on a roll and see what I could do. So that's it for now. This is the end of part two, part three coming up tomorrow. And once again, thank you very much for being here. This is your pal, Jeff Hendrickson, signing off. So thanks for joining us for this episode of the Sage Warrior Gentleman podcast. And remember that you can join us and get a free guide over at sagewarriorgentleman.com. We'd love to have you join our conversation and please help us spread the word if you feel this could help someone you know and care about.